Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Nearly 2.4 million individuals in the United States, that's 1% of the adult population, were living with hepatitis C virus, or HCV, from 2013 through 2016 according to estimates from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In 2016, the World Health Organization committed to eliminating viral hepatitis as a public health threat by setting goals of reducing mortality by 65% and reducing new infections by 80% by the year 2030, compared with 2015 rates. With us today to talk more about HCV is Dr. Vincent Lowe-Ray, who is an Associate Professor of Medicine of Infectious Diseases and Epidemiology at the University of Pennsylvania, Senior Scholar in the Penn Center for Clinical Epidemiology and Biostatistics, and Co-Director of the Penn Center for AIDS Research Clinical Core. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Lowe-Ray. A recent study identified barriers to HCV direct acting antiviral therapy. In your opinion, what are the most common barriers to therapy and how can they be overcome? I talked about some of the barriers just just, uh, to to, uh, initiating hepatitis C treatment already, which which is uh, active alcohol and uh, active substance abuse, active injection drug use. Um, and all of the issues that are surrounding, uh, you know, the lack of interest in, in providers to uh, to dispense uh, treatment to these individuals. I, I think that depending on the region that, that people are living in or practicing in, I think there's also, you know, there have been concerns that chronic kidney disease patients, uh, you know, may be a barrier. Chronic kidney disease itself may be a barrier. I would say that's no longer, I don't think that should be the case any longer. Um, We have direct-acting antivirals that are very, very well tolerated, even in patients with advanced chronic kidney disease or on hemodialysis. I think in some areas, HIV co-infection has been a barrier, and, and that too is is actually something we should make sure not to because patients with HIV and hepatitis C really have high rates of uh, end-stage liver disease even despite antiretroviral therapy and even despite fully suppressed HIV. Um, So if anything, that is another subgroup in which antiviral treatment for chronic hepatitis C should be really uh, uh, a focus. Another barrier to treatment, you know, in in some regions is the insurance themselves and the restrictive criteria for for reimbursement uh, that have led to, you know, denials and and lack of receipt of these direct-acting antivirals. All of these, I think, are not really, they should not be barriers in 2020, Um, but unfortunately, they still remain to be barriers. If you could answer one research question by the end of your career, what would it be? That's a great question. I think that um, at this point, the biggest issue with hepatitis C, the biggest goal is elimination. 
and I think we have direct-acting antivirals that are highly potent, over 95% chance of cure, very well tolerable. Um, but the data would suggest that only 15 to 20% of individuals are receiving them at this point. And I actually think that, you know, in, in my own career, you know, where I was initially focused on, and I still am to, to a degree, focusing on the biology of how HIV, various cofactors like hepatitis B, metabolic diseases, medications can impact on uh, liver disease progression. I think one of the key questions to answer in my career is how can we maximize engagement of patients across the hepatitis C care continuum? How can we, whether it is, you know, enhance approaches to diagnosis, linkage into care, you know, dispensing antiviral treatment, ensuring that patients will adhere to their antiviral regimen and bringing them back to confirm that they are cured and trying to institute interventions to prevent reinfection. I think maximizing the engagement across that hepatitis C care continuum will really help us to achieve the WHO's hepatitis C elimination goals uh, and ultimately could reduce hepatitis C to, you know, a condition that is no longer a public health threat. Those to me are the biggest questions, how to answer the gaps in those in the, in the current hepatitis C care continuum is something that, and I'm still trying, I mean, I'm, I'm engaged now in a project where we're measuring the hepatitis C engagement in the hepatitis C care continuum in a large commercial uh, insurance database because it hasn't been done since our group did it in 2014 in a large scale in this country. Uh, and I think that kind of research is, is crucial to helping us to reduce overall the number of people with chronic hepatitis C and preventing the downstream complications of liver disease, cirrhosis, liver decompensation, liver cancer. Great. Thank you again for speaking with me today and answering my questions. Well, it was my pleasure, and I hope that some of the information that was, you know, gleaned in this conversation will help other healthcare providers to, you know, treat more patients with hepatitis C and get them through the hepatitis C care continuum so that we can reduce the overall prevalence of hepatitis C and reduce the likelihood of end-stage liver disease and other liver complications.